Hello and welcome to the Leader to Leader podcast. I'm your host, Susan Spears, President and CEO of the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber of Commerce. Today, our guest is Joe Kaliri, the president of Simventions here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and I am excited to spend some time with you, Joe. I'm looking forward to it, Susan. Uh, good. Uh, Joe, Joe is somebody who's been around our region for a while doing great things in our defense industry, and he's going to share some of that with you. And I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and also let you know that we share a love for the New England Patriots, and it's probably going to come up at some point during our time together <laughs> How today. How can you talk about leadership and not talk about the Patriots? <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. Did we just lose some listeners? I, don't <laughs> I heard know. everyone click off. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you again for being here. And let's just start right out by um, having you share um tell me your story what you know i see you here today in this role president of simventions but tell me how you got there yeah well what it's a long story yeah you know i didn't really have the desire to you know continue schooling once i realized you know football wasn't something i was going to be able to pursue Mm -hmm. in the long haul and so i joined the navy uh in 1986 it was Mm -hmm. the best decision i ever made in my life and uh, spent 11 years in there, but that taught me a lot, you know, taught me a lot of leadership stuff, but it taught me, you know, how to learn. You know, I finished my degree when I was in the Navy and I met my wife when I was in the Navy, learned my skill and the trade that, you know, uh, gave me my first job out of the Navy, which was doing program management support for electronic warfare programs. And I learned at that time that, you know, the defense contracting it has a lot to offer. There's a lot of different paths you can go. Um, Started with a, a small company that got bought by a bigger company, went to another company that was small, got bought by a big company, uh, came to Subventions uh, almost 13 years ago, it seems like yesterday, and, yeah. um, you know, helped a small company grow into a bigger small company and, and really blessed to have an opportunity to, to be the president there now. Gosh, there's a whole lot in between that period of time. When you first say 1986, yeah. you know, I, I was uh, in college at the time, and I can I can you know, vision that moment of time and then see, you know, us here today, yeah. you know, where we, we kind of look like old folks to yeah. some people. Yeah, but. well, <laughs> I look like an old folk. I think you're good, Susan. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> but, but, you know, that, that journey of saying, you know, lessons I learned, like wh- what were some of the experiences that really stuck with you? Yeah, you know, and, and it's interesting because having so many different roles from, you know, being a student and being, you know, in the mm-hmm. Navy and then being a manager and working up, you know, the food chain, it, you learn more that it's not as much about you as it is about the people, right? And so learning how to become a manager, learning how to be a leader as a manager and helping people achieve what they're capable of achieving is really the end result of what you'd expect to be as a leader, right? So initially it started, how hard can I run? What can I do? What's my accomplishment, right? And, you know, as you get older, you start realizing that it's not just what I can do, but that can multiply if I can lead a team to be as effective as they can be and motivate them and so on. And so those are some of the things early on, you know, the whole sacrifice and commitment and all the core value things that the the military teaches you when you're in it. and, you know, how to be disciplined and, and what it means to have honor, courage, commitment, all those kinds of things. And it's more than just a buzz line and, and making sure that, you know, you contribute to your role. And when you're in the military, and those of you who've been in the military know, your role doesn't matter what you do. It's very important, whether you're a cook or whether you're the tactical action officer or the captain fighting a ship, everyone has an important role. And, and when you learn that part of it, it's not I 
it's not what I do, it's what we do together. And, and the only way a ship can survive, as an example, in wartime is if everyone's doing their job, right? I, I don't want to quote Bill Belichick right out of the gate, but <laughs> do, do your job becomes a big thing. And, yeah. and so as a manager and a leader, I think it's really important to make sure you understand what people are capable of and um, what they don't know about themselves yet that you see to help pull them, you know, a little bit further. So you're right. There, a lot has happened since 1986. Mm-hmm. It, it's just amazing to me how quickly, you know, that happened, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know it is amazing how time, you know, they say time flies, but it, it, it actually really does. And on the one hand, it feels very, very long ago. And then it, and many other times it feels like yesterday. You talked, one of the things you mentioned there was from the military was that discipline piece. Now, did that come easily to you? And, you know, or, or were there challenges and things that you said, it's hard for me to get this piece down? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think looking back at it, some things were natural to me because I grew up in a family. My dad was a Marine. Okay. Um, my brother was in the Navy. He was the one that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, um, you know, pushed me in that direction. And, you know, so growing up in household, you know, my dad was only in the Marine Corps, I think like four or five years, but, you know, once a Marine, always a Marine. Mm-hmm. I grew up with that kind of like military discipline and, and all of that. What I didn't realize is I didn't have the discipline when it came to things that didn't interest me, you know, like school. You know, school was a means, football was what I wanted to do, right? And, and everything that came with that, school wasn't the means for me at that time. And so my discipline, uh, in that regard, uh, had to be learned over a longer period of time. So, you know, having having discipline to make sure you're doing the right thing, you're a good, you know, good person, you don't do bad things and all that. That's uh, discipline comes in a lot of different directions and, and a lot of different ways. And, and for me, um, learning how to apply discipline to myself and making sure that, you know, I was contributing to what it was I was responsible for is when the light switched for me. And, um, you know, bringing that kind of discipline with me, understanding, you know, how that influenced me growing up and what my, you know, personality is and all of those things, I think are fairly important too. So you mentioned um, your personality. Yeah. Um, how would you describe um, maybe your personality, but your leadership style? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're related, I think, you know, I'm, I'm probably more of a, um, introvert, you know, and I can push it to be an extrovert when I want to be. But, you know, I'm more of a driver, you know, you know, personality style, you do the disc type thing. And I'm like dead in the middle of being a driver. And that comes with, you know, good things and bad things. And, you know, learning that um, being a pace setter, being um, a coach at the same time, you know, I'd much rather develop someone than to drive someone. And so my personality is to, to give people that opportunity, you know, and uh, trust people until I don't have a reason to trust somebody and uh, try to be open with people. I'm an open book. I always tell people I'm not smart enough to to lie to people because I I don't know how people do it and keep all the lies kind of filtering at the same time. But, um, you know, just try to use the golden rule, right? Treat people the way you want to be treated and maybe a little bit better, maybe 60%, you know, 60%, you know, of the way there when it comes to relationship building. Mm -hmm. One of the um, rules we have, we learn in Leadership Fredericksburg, too, takes the golden rule to the platinum rule. So it's about understanding self and understanding others. And the plat- the platinum rules, rule says, do unto others as they would have done unto them. And sometimes that's a hard lesson for us as leaders because we see the world the way we do. And like you may think, for example, I, I don't need to be told good job. I know I did a good job, but they need to hear it. 
you know, have you, have you ever thought about that and oh, <laughs> kind of disciplined you know, yourself in that direction? It, it, maybe it's, it's amazing With, how, how much things that you do in your personal uh-huh. life factor into business, right? The whole right. love languages mm-hmm. uh, and how that applies to the workforce and understanding that some people dread the um, accolade, right? The, the mm-hmm. I'm going to give someone a, a positive comment or something in front of everyone. Some people just hate that. Yeah, they shrink. Um, and some people live for it, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, some people live for the, the monetary benefit, right? right? You know, give someone a bonus or not. And, and so, you know, you'd like to think that you um, learn those and apply those, you know, consistently. I, I think it's easy to become too transactional when you're putting too much science into it. I think relationships are more art built and just getting a sense for how people um, gravitate to things or push away from things and being observant of those things. And so, you know, definitely, though, over the years, just watching it. And, you know, I can watch in my own family. You know, I, I have a wife and, and two adult children, and, and I can see the personality types uh, and, and the things that they gravitate to and the things that they push away from and, and see that in the workforce, too. It's it's very similar. It's really fascinating, isn't it? It is. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah I'm you know, I started really studying this much later in life, you know, probably around the time I got my master's. So, that, you know, mid, you know, 2011, 13, 14 timeframe mm-hmm. and started really applying and learning a lot. You know, we have uh, our chief technology officer, one of our founders, who I know, you know, Paul Gustafson oh, of course. is a big leadership junkie, right? Mm-hmm. He and I can just spend hours just talking about things yeah. and leadership and principles of leadership. And he's really turned me on to a, a lot of things that um, have opened my eyes up to things that I saw, but I didn't really understand which is cool. Yeah. Along those lines, so as we talk about your journey, has there been somebody, or it could be more than one person, somebody that either mentored you or their leadership really inspired you? And if so, can you share and why? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, that's a tough question because I, I learned something from everybody. I really mm-hmm. do, for good and for bad. I think my dad started, without me knowing it, as my best you know, mentor and, yeah. and just very consistent, you know, tough guy, but, you know, had a good heart and people, you know, saw that about him and um, gave me the right foundation that maybe I didn't appreciate. No, you know, until later in life and, and all that. I think that's common. And so I think it started with him really. And, and Susan, I really have been blessed to be honest with you of having worked for and alongside of really a lot of great leaders, both military and, and non-military. And um, there was one gentleman who I don't think would see himself. He didn't intentionally like say, I'm your mentor. And I never until after the fact told him he was my mentor. But even to this day, you know, a guy named Jack Boyle, he was a, um, a principal at a small company that got bought, okay. DSR got bought by mm-hmm. big, uh, General Dynamics. And he had a key role in growing, helping grow that company and all of that. And uh, I worked for him for several years and just looked up to his style. You know, he's one of those Guys, that was a chameleon, you know, he went to the Naval Academy, but, you know, could go out and grab a beer with, you know, just about anyone and kind of shoot the breeze. And so um, admiring the way he, you know, looked at people for who they were, not what their title was, um, and and finding the value on everyone. And, and I think, again, looking back at it, you know, I'm not smart enough to see things in real time, but looking back at it, he probably had the, the biggest effect um, midway through my career to the point where I am now. And, and I'll, I'll have to throw another bone at Paul. I mean, Paul um, had opened up my eyes for a lot of things I never even knew existed, you know, and a lot of books and um, leadership, you know, conferences and stuff like that. And, oh, and so super it's, cool. it's been, it's been really cool. How did, how did that feel in the beginning? Like, do you still remember the first kind of the first leadership book that at this period in time that you, you really took in or article or something that had an impact or 
You know, I wish I could call it out. Mm-hmm. I think the one that's had the biggest impact, it's mm-hmm. probably easier, is the um, John Maxwell okay. 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. All right. Um, I mm-hmm. think, without a doubt, the best book on leadership ever written. And, um, you know, it's it's easy to read. You know, it's 21 chapters. Mm-hmm. It covers 21 mm-hmm. different characteristics. And he kind of puts things in perspective in a way that um, is understandable. Again, he's a very humble leader. You know, I know you know John and um, I've heard of John and, sure. you know, the way he correlates what it is he's trying to teach you with experiences in his life um, and just how practical it is. I just would recommend that book for anybody um, without a doubt. Matter of fact, we're going through a book study again, another okay. bone to Paul Gutson. You're going to have to cut some of this stuff out or his head's going to get too big. But <laughs> uh, We're doing a book study at, at conventions now. He leads us often through you know, different books and that's the one we're currently doing. So it's nice to return to that because, like I said, it's my favorite book. Oh, that's that's really good and um, good to do that with your teams and and so forth. You know, back all the way back again. Um, I just keep going to the beginning of the journey, but saying, did you ever think you'd have those words, president? I know we're talking about titles and mattering and not mattering, yeah. but yet it is something. Everyone, you know, there's technical, cognitive, emotional leadership, different stages of your journey. Everyone can do a really great job, but everyone doesn't end up in that kind of a role. So you've done something special there. You know? Well, I mean, I've just, I've been very lucky and I've worked for the right company with the right leadership. But, you know, I going back to 1986 and, and going back to my early days, you know, in the military and then early days when I get out, I never really, never even put a target on it. You know, yeah. um, I always just wanted to do more. Like I wanted to learn more and I wanted mm-hmm. to apply more and I wanted to have more responsibility and, and be involved in decision making and, and, you know, prepare myself to be put in those situations. And so um, I don't think I ever looked at the long range at someday I want to be president, though I think probably, you know, around the time I got my master's, I think I had a sense for, you know, I wanted to have more of a role, more of an Mm -hmm. impact. And that just created, continued to create opportunity. And as the company grew and and as the leadership, you know, um, started to, to get older and we wanted to make some moves and changes, it just, again, afforded an opportunity for me to kind of be moved into that role and uh, now, you know, in that role, my job is to get out of the way. You know, I've got <laughs> yeah. literally the best leadership team. Um, awesome. I mean, I would put my leadership team up on any, you know, game show that would compete against any of the leadership team and, and just step back and, and, you know, watch it happen. You know a lot of these folks, and it's just yeah. amazing. So my role now is not not to get in their way and to clear their paths, to be honest with you. Yeah. But if you had that game show, it would not be hosted by Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> it would be hosted right by at least um and we're not sure yet about mac jones but um bill belichick and up until a year or so ago mr brady maybe we should spend a minute there um because there's so much leadership there and i know we drive some people crazy when we reference them as leaders yeah well, but. You know, but you know i mean they're both well recognized i mean bill belichick as much as people love him or hate him he kind of revolutionized a lot of the game and he, he got back to the simple things that he learned when his dad was a coach, mm-hmm. you know, and principles that, you know, were important in the fifties are still important today and, and details, you know, minor details and preparing for everything. And, you know, there's so many stories about, you know, some of their Super Bowl wins. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, deflate gate and all that kind of stuff. But, oh, no, no, no. You know, that, you, that's but, not but, I mean, you can look at some of the things that happen, you know, luck luck favors the prepared, right? You know, the, yes. the Butler interception in the end zone against Seattle. They had practiced that exact same play. Yeah. And he was a bit role player um, really up until that point. 
and but they had practiced that play. He executed the play, and so you know it's it's there's so many principles. You know, Tom Brady. You know, um, sacrifice is a big word. You know that huge. You know when you talk about what his leadership style is. You know he there is no one. I think the guy's probably you know been out of shape maybe twice in his life. You know, and he's what going to be uh-huh. seems like 80 years old now but you know 46 I think 47 he's, he's 44 and, yeah and saying he wants to play till he's 50 and his wife is saying that's not going to happen but <laughs> you know I mean you can't help yeah. but admire that type of player you know and and I I don't know too many people that don't like Tom Brady you may not be a fan of Tom Brady because of what he represented his championships but yeah. how can you not like a guy like that you know so a, a mm-hmm. six-round draft pick you know so many teams passed on him he came to the Patriots and, and was sure that he was going to make an impact. He told the starting quarterback, I'm going to help you win the world, the, the championship. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he followed through with that. So it's, it's, I think there's a lot after the fact that we'll look back on, on both of them and, and that whole organization. You know, my dad used to have a saying, I think it was a Vince Lombardi saying, the fish stinks from the head to the tail. You know, so bad teams are bad from the top down. And mm-hmm. I think good teams are, are good from the top down. And so the owner – you know, Robert Kraft, you know, brought in an entirely different, you know, ethos into that company, into the company and into the, the team. And I think that drove where they are today and will they'll be tomorrow, too. Yeah, it's super exciting to watch. And I think, um, yeah, there, you know, people can hate or whatever. But for for folks like us, um, we also we enjoy all those stories behind the scenes and the leadership lessons there, you know. And so even though M- Mr. Brady moved on, it's still fascinating to me what what he was able to do with a group that had been losing um, and bring a few friends on board. So you start to picture that in real life. Like how, what in the world did he say that yep. inspired those folks around him? Yeah, you and, know, and it's his, just his law of attraction, right? So, yeah, yeah. you know, he brought so many players and kept players mm-hmm. in Tampa and, you know, within the first year won the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. look like they're on that path again. He's actually setting records for the first two weeks of the season. Know. You know, nine <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, come it's on, ridiculous. it's ridiculous. You know, and, <laughs> we might just say that at the same time. There's part of me that says I don't want him to be as successful as he's being. <laughs> know. You know, it's just like in high school, you know, you never want your girlfriend dating a better looking guy. Of course, for me, that's always easy. But, you know, the, the fact is, is, yeah. you know, you yeah. You want him to do well. You don't want him to get hurt. But come on, you know, it's I know, Super Bowl in the first yeah. year and look like after yeah. a second. So we'll, we'll <laughs> see. They play in a couple of weeks in Boston. That's what I know. I know it. I know it. So we'll look back on it. And one day, maybe I'll talk to you when the, um, Brady and Belichick are going into the Hall of Fame. Right. Five um, years after they both retired. Yeah. No I want to go to that. So my yeah. husband says he won't go. I'm going. So I want to see that. I want to see that greatness. But it's a it's a joy to talk with you about some of that because, you know, um, for our listeners, they could be listening from anywhere in the world. But where we are, we're in the Fredericksburg, Virginia region, which is just south of Washington, D.C., which is home of the Washington football team. And Folks around here are not usually Patriots fans, so whenever I see Joe, we, we have a minute um, that we spend devoted to this kind of a conversation. Well, our time's starting to wrap up. It's gone by so quick, I could talk to you about a whole lot more. Before we finish, let me ask you, do you have your own certain special motto or saying that means a lot to you? Um, you know, I mean, I'm always telling people I'm living the dream, uh, but, you know, I, I, when it comes to leadership, I really think leaders need to be learners that do you know, it's one thing to be a leader. Leaders must learn. But if you're not doing what you're learning, then you're not benefiting the people that you're trying to lead. So that's probably the big one for me. Leaders are learners that must do. 
Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Happy to. Yep. And any anything else you'd want our listeners to know? Uh, you know, I mean, when it comes again to leadership, I think, you know, having perspective matters, you know, understanding, you know, the other side of someone else's beach ball is mm-hmm. they're trying to explain something or they're trying to bring something to you or maybe bring good news or bad news, you know, understanding their mental situation, their capacity and, and uh, being patient with that. Um, especially if you're a driver like me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always wanting to, you know, spare me the delivery, give me the baby, you know, how, how do we get to the end of this and, and move forward? And sometimes that's not the, the right way to approach those things. So, you know, for me, things of learning perspective and, and being patient and letting things evolve when you have the time to do that, I think is, uh, it's worked for me. And if there are other drivers out there, you know, just add that tool, tool belt if you don't already have it. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that because that's that relational piece is that's the missing piece sometimes in somebody super task oriented that does great and is is leave, kind of can leave a wake, you know, in their path. So exactly. good Never good for you that you've you've come come to those kind of conclusions and you stay focused that way. It's awesome. Well, it's my honor to know you in our community. And uh, thank you again for being here with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. Yep. Okay. Well, today's episode of Leader to Leader, the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber of Commerce's podcast. I am Susan Spears, your host. And our guest today was Joe Caleri, the president of Simventions. Thank you.